Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 229. Tonight, Matt and Doug get together with Tony Peters of Rising Moon Music Recording. Tony provides professional remote drum recording services. We talk about Tony's business model, how he works with his clients, his gear, and get a chance to listen to one of his recordings. Enjoy the show. Hello. There's Tony. There's Tony. (laughs) There we are. Hey, what's going on, guys? What is going on? Hey, glad to finally talk to you. Yeah, I know. Seriously. (laughs) Happy Wednesday. Happy is yeah, that Wednesday? <laughs> Feels like we're on the phone now. It's like the next step in online dating or something, right? Yeah, totally. Hey, no. You know, Matt, Matt's, <laughs> Matt's so sweet. Every morning he writes me and says, Happy, whatever day it is. I, I say, Good morning, beautiful. That's <laughs> because <laughs> well, I think he's my wife on the speed dial. No, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> I get confused with his long hair now. He's got really long, curly hair. <laughs> oh boy, this took a weird tangent. Anyway, how you doing, Tony? <laughs> Listen, just to clear it up, it's he, his, him. Okay, <laughs> is he, him. <laughs> he, he, he is him. Yes, <laughs> same. Here. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, not at all. <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. So we have Tony. Yeah, tell us about Rising Tony. Moon Music. That's me. <laughs> Tony does remote drum sessions. Is that correct? Yeah, which I think is so cool. It is cool. Thanks. I, I've kind of taken a liking to it myself, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, your copy and everything is very professional. And I noticed that one of the samples that you sent, that's Allison Reynolds from the DIY Music Chat, is it not? Yeah, exactly. Yep. That was oh, awesome. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Like, oh, my gosh, you're just like, she's just a pro and just sweet as can be and just so legit. I'm like, She's Man. so sweet. And she has a really good singing voice. I mean, she... She touts herself as a cellist, right? Because that's what mm-hmm. she, you know, she plays cello. But yeah. man, she can sing. Yeah, she can. You know, She's we a great arranger. Yeah, we should get her on here. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Come on, why haven't you had Allison? What the heck? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know, for real, that's okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, so you did the drums for that. Now, yeah. I guess my first question is, where are you? Where are you tracking these drums? Are they in your like apartment or something, or do you have a studio? Uh, no, in, in our uh, w- w- one of our rooms, I converted a studio in, in our house. So one of our bedrooms is um, converted, treated it with the foam. So not soundproof, but uh, treated with a sound diffusion. So don't have a whole lot of, don't have to worry about a mess of messy reflections or anything. So it's a pretty clean sounding room. So, so yeah, I just, But your just neighbors treat- can hear you though, yeah? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. the difference between sound treatment and soundproofing. <laughs> exactly. A big difference. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I only just play between like 12 and five or six at the latest, just out of respect for neighbors and stuff. I mean, I sure. never had complaints, even growing up at my, my parents' house. I mean, our neighbors are always so sweet and just so supportive. Actually, they're uh, uh, music theater um, artists. Oh, cool. Neighbors I grew up from. So. So yeah, they're like, oh, sounds good. Keep going. I apologize <laughs> to them before I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry you had to hear me at when I first started. That must have been so atrocious for you. My bad about that. You guys are good sports, but they're like, oh, no problem. You keep doing it. I'm like, well, thank you. So it's nice to have support. So your studio is located out of California. Yep. 
Yeah, LA, like San Fernando Valley. So nice. Yeah, I just noticed that you're in uh, Sherman Oaks. I saw your address uh-huh. there. That's where yeah. um, Jay Hale is. Every time I go past Sherman Oaks on the 405, I kind of turn and wave. So oh. now I know I'm waving <laughs> at you. Yeah, exactly. No, you kind of we kind of passed by each other the other week too when you were down here. That's right. So, but That's yeah, so born and raised here. And oh, were you? Yeah, yeah. So not too far from Universal. Used to play Little League, uh, just right by Universal Studios. There's a ballpark there. So oh, cool. Kind of local boy. Didn't really go far yet. So who knows? Yeah, we were <laughs> just over there by there uh, at a cafe. We went there's some street over there with uh, this really cool little cafe on it that we had lunch at. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's all kinds of cool places, you know, along along the stretch here. So a lot of mom and pop places, a lot of chains, you know. But yeah, definite definite variety. So it's always good. So you provide professional drum tracking and I'm imagining, I'm imagining producers or artists or whatever are looking to get a drummer on their track, replace program drums with a real drummer, um, Mm -hmm. that type of scenario. And they reach out to Rising Moon Music to help them with their drum tracking. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So either like independent artists, they have already a track or... Uh, or just them and guitar or something like uh, Allison happened to be so like or her and cello and already like a good work work file so they could either call me uh, I could just talk to them directly or they just if they're on on my website just they just fill out a service request to flag me let them let them know that okay gotcha you're interested so I'll contact them that way and kind of get the ball rolling but but yeah Independent artists, producers, whoever has a project. So, they now, need, is there a lot of competition in what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there. Are. I have, I've, I'm, I've seen others, and I know I'm not the only one doing this. But I like to think that I kind of add a little more personal touch to it because online it's such a impersonal medium. Right. You know, it can be, but it can be. Yeah. So depending I on how to, you treat it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I just try to do my best and just bridge the gap a bit. Yeah. I saw you mention you try to differentiate yourself, and I wanted to ask, what types of things do you do to differentiate yourself from others that are kind of in the same marketplace? Well, I haven't used any other, so I'm just going to preface that right now. (laughs) So I'm just saying, just from what I've seen on others' websites and doing initial research uh, on it, uh, there are some that that are pretty informal. You just send them there your work file and they spit out drums like a day or two later, you know? Um, but I try to really emphasize like the communication and the relationship, you know? So like, uh, that's why I like to talk to get that a conversation going one for me to know exactly and be better informed on one, what it is you want and two, what your vision is, you know, and how better, how bleh, which just went to puberty real quick there (laughs) (laughs) and how best I could really serve you and what your vision is so I could have a better understanding. And if the communication is good up front, then I shouldn't need more than three revisions to uh, get you back what you want to. So I, I, I like to communicate, you know, of course I emphasize you could have as much communication or involvement with me as you want, whatever you're comfortable with, but at the end of the day, don't expect me, if you don't give me anything, well, don't expect me to spit it out in the first take either then, you know. 
Yeah. Right. That's what I was going to ask. It's like, how much guidance do you get? Like, do you basically like do a human version of the program drums or do you take it a different direction or does it really vary from client to client and project to project? Yeah. So, I mean, I fill out, um, if they don't do it, I have like a, a, a work, like a service request form that has, it gives me like a starting information on it. Like what's the song beats per minute, the genre, what style they want, you know, simple groove or a little more complex stuff in it. Um, what any like reference files that you're looking for, just to give me a paint me a better picture. So sure. I kind of take that, make some notes, listen to the reference file that they send over via WeTransfer, and um, kind of make already notes and anything that pops in my head at that point. Then I reach out and and talk to them about it. So that's kind of where we iron out the last details before I actually start tracking and they send deposit and we kind of get the ball rolling. So at the end of the discussion, if it's like, Oh, it's kind of something not in my wheelhouse, but I'll give it a shot, you know, mm-hmm. or if it's something completely not in my wheelhouse and I know for sure, it's like, you know, I really appreciate you reaching out, but I'm not a metal hard metal guy. So you may want to, <laughs> search someone else, you know, right, so yeah. I, I don't want to waste your time. I'm not going to re- expect them to waste mine either, you know, so just being upfront, I'm very transparent. So I'm not a, not a professional, but, um, I, I can really hold my own and I can get you some good stuff. I feel so. So, so it's um, more or less rock in the rock arena. It's more or less a, a kit, right? I mean, you're like, like yeah. branching off into tablas and congos and <laughs> that kind of stuff, right? It's yeah. more or less. Yeah. Like rock five piece. pop country modern yeah. country yeah that's that's like my bread and butter that's my wheelhouse like balance yeah. and stuff so so i can do faster stuff like, like this recent one that you actually sent me doug this is a more kind of stretching me a little bit but it turned out to be oh my gosh this is so much fun oh awesome so, so yeah, yeah so i hadn't touched base or heard yet so I was, thanks for mentioning it i was uh really wondering how everything had went or was going on that yeah for sure so just send them one and and um, one revision later, he loved it. So I actually started mixing it today. So awesome. I should be coming by your way pretty soon. But yeah, happy to be able to send some work your way. Oh, yeah. Sure. Thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so what one on one communication relationship. And um, I, I provide like a PDF and stuff, too, and um, make sure that I send preview files. And for those who are more um, experience with stems and stuff if, if people buy stems from me so they um they can make their own adjustments and just do the balances themselves and i provide like an informative informational pdf on one what they have some tips and just to help them out uh for those who who have who haven't done done much of stem work before but those those seasoned pros and that's there if they want it but they can take it or leave it so try to so it sounds like there's some flexibility in the deliverable then exactly i try to reach out kind of cover all bases so So it sounds like you're saying people get a a choice of a full mixed set of drums that they can just put as a backing track to their existing stuff or they can have the stems to mix themselves depending on their level of expertise yeah exactly so i mean Um, i could offer like one stereo wave file with that i print is printed from my system Um, so they just drag and drop in their session and boom you're done off and running or, um, but I mean, I don't know what their sessions will progress into after my work is done. And I don't know what 
uh, instruments they may add or how those instruments may interact with the current drums, uh, the stems that they love or the, the print that they love that turned out really fair amount of ambience can, I mean, a lot of instruments can eat up, you know, reverb and ambience real quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so it's like to avoid that, you know, they want to get some stems to rebalance as they go. So kind of helps you maintain that even after my services are done. Cause I can't, I'm not even going to try to <laughs> try and foresee that very, right. you know, so yeah, yeah no. At what point in the production process do you usually come in? Is there like a, a typical point? Is it near to the end of the process, you know, where they are you're replacing program drums most often? Or do you find yourself coming in at the beginning of tracking because they want to lay down the rhythm line first so everybody, you know, can get off the click track? Yeah, it, it, it's been kind of both, honestly. So like when my first sessions, like she came to me, she wanted drums, but we ended up kind of tracking the entire thing. <laughs> so that was that long, um, longer file lifetime. So, so that song was kind of, she wanted just drums, then, oh, let's just record everything. <laughs> so, so that kind of started with all of us just kind of going from scratch and going, taking off from there and building it from the ground up. Or others, kind of like Allison or um, your or, or Dave, he's got already had like a work file that they sent me, and they have ideas and or just an arrangement, and I'm kind of just drumming to the flavor and the outline of that arrangement, and I can and just do it from there. So it 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 kind of varies. I'm I'm, I'm flexible. I've learned to be adaptive. So <laughs> so I learned to go with the flow with cool. what I'm given. Now, have you ever tried any? remote tracking and doing live remote sessions no that scares me <laughs> <laughs> not at all no i mean i'm i'm down to give it a, give it a shot but yeah, if you want to ever play around with it i've got a license for one of the packages and we could hook up because i'd actually i have i do remote mastering sessions but i've never done remote tracking and i don't the the latency is compensated so oh what happens is you end up whoever's slowest is going to be the rate at which, and so everybody hears it at the same time. Oh, gotcha. So it feels like real time, even though mm -hmm. it's compensated. <laughs> I'd Automatic really like delay it. compensation. Yeah. That's cool. Right. But you could actually be recording there and then allow your client, if they have a studio and ability to record, to have the, the same software plug-in running on their DAW, and then they could capture your recording in real time and basically produce you. Oh, wow. So that back and forth could get minimized by doing something like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've never, I mean, I've never had the opportunity, but given that opportunity, absolutely I would. Yeah, we should experiment with this just sometime just to see how it works. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, anything like that on my own, I don't have any prior experience. So, yeah, that that scare me. <laughs> but, yeah, I I'd, I'd totally be down with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you're tracking already and you have a DAW, then yeah. this is just adding, basically it's a plugin, hmm. enabling it and setting up the session for remote and connecting. And then someone else, you give them a link and they put it in their plugin and they link up and you have a, a session that comes together. How fun. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to do that. That'd be cool. Let's so, yeah, do that'd it. Be fun. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Done. I'm in. <laughs> but, but let's let's see let's see let's see so what's like the biggest pain point in 
doing remote sessions like what you're doing? Is there mm. something that is just like every time that you even let the client know up front that, you know, we're going to run into this. This is, you know, just kind of inherent in and doing this type of uh, remote recording work. And, and what's the main thing that's... I mean, nothing crazy, honestly. I mean, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> just knock, knocked on my, <laughs> my kick drum behind me, so, and my head. But, but yeah, I mean, not a whole lot has... Besides life happening in between. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, like I try to get get stuff to people from start from when I start tracking to mix and delivery of like five to seven day timeline. But sometimes life happens and you know, either I gotta kinda, you know, <laughs> attend to something here, you know. Sure. So might extend the timeline, but I mean everyone's I'd, might happen, but I always let people know if that is the case and They've been, all, all my customers and clients have been totally cool and totally sweet and understanding. And yeah, so lucky, lucky so far. So I'm, I'm counting my blessings so far. So well, that's cool. So that's yeah. like us, you know, and life happens and we were supposed to record this episode. <laughs> like what? Uh, I think this was supposed ago. to be episode 226 or something. So oh, yeah. at 229 and it's like three and a half weeks later or whatever. <laughs> But the important thing is, Doug, you survived the water. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? Thank you. And <laughs> most of your equipment did. Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. That's good. So yeah, y'all had dumped on rain. That's crazy. Yeah. It was uh, uh, record levels. It was one in 1,000 year floods. Holy moly. Yep. Well, then you got off easy. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, if I look outside, see a big boat with a bunch of animals floating down the street, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm done. See ya. Peace. <laughs> but as, as long as you see, didn't see that, so that's good. Yeah. Well, speaking of disasters, uh, oh. did you find that you, your business picked up in the last year and a half when people kind of switched gears and started doing more remote recording, uh, being at home for the pandemic? Yeah, I I have gotten gotten some more this year, so for sure. So and kind of just I kind of got a little bit on hold after kind of redoing the website and launching that the new one and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so it's it's been nice being able to like not go, you know, and like dungy like dirty practice rooms or anything. You know, you can just go in a nice clean home and <laughs> right your own space. You know, so. I, I I don't miss that. I I did it once meeting an artist in a like a practice room. I'm like, nope, <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> so I have asthma. I'm just a smoke in there. It's like, oh uh, yeah, I do like, too. Oh man, no luck. I get. It. But, you know, I don't know the the. It seemed like when COVID is what we're talking about started that mm-hmm. there was like this lull and it started. There was a lot of momentum that I was feeling before that, and then. It sort of dived off, and then there was this lull, and I think that was this period of time where people were trying to figure out what are we going to do. Yeah, and yeah, you know, and then after a few months or so, people started figuring out we're going to pivot and do home recording and get some new equipment to be able to handle this type of situation and whatever. And then there was an entire length of time, six months or whatever, of just composing, arranging, recording until it started to finally pick up again a little bit in the spring. But now I think there's really good momentum right now. It feels like it anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. it does feel like that. 
There yeah, were shortages definitely. of equipment there for a while. Like you couldn't get interfaces and microphones and yeah. headphones on Sweetwater and Amazon. They were like sold out as it people started to figure out that they It took me three months to get a microphone anywhere. boom arm. That's right. <laughs> really? That's right. Yeah. No way. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was kind of like a reset, kind of like everyone's assessing everything now. But I feel like the recording movement was happening even before then, obviously, but yeah. it definitely picked up for home recording definitely picked up for sure. But okay. So, so random question. Cause I feel weird when it's like just me talking here. Like <laughs> if, if, uh, if like money, uh, well, no, true. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll flip it on you. How's that? All right. <laughs> if so, if money wasn't an issue, like what piece of gear or equipment would be on your like ideal bucket list to own? If you could own anything, money, no mm. object, what would it be? Or do you have it already? <laughs> uh, I more or less have everything I need, except I would love to have a, a more soundproof room to be in with some kind of air, <laughs> air <laughs> some some kind of silent air conditioning or something. Oh, gotcha. Um, but as far yeah, for me, as far as gear, I pretty much have everything. Gotcha. Oh, Maybe a good. newer computer. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, there's so much. Oh, I have so many wants. <laughs> you know, I would love to have like a like a better maker mastering equalizer. That's on sale today. Did you see? I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you brought it up? I yeah. got the email. Yeah, I, you want my I voucher? I'll send you my sale. voucher. Okay. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, you know, the uh, manly massive passive stereo tube EQ would be nice. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so it would probably, honestly, it would probably be either a mastering EQ of the type I just mentioned or a mastering compressor mm -hmm. of similar type that I just mentioned. Oh, nice. And potentially like, a like the iron compressor. Oh, I keep looking at the iron sound performance labs, you know? Okay. I'm changing my answer. Actually, I would like, I would, I would do, I would do, um. I'd get like a dangerous box. I would do, I would do, um, analog summing. That's what I would do. But remember the first thing you got to have in your chain is a really good ADDA converter. Right. It that was what I'd there. get first. I yep. get the ADDA and then the analog summing and then the back end. So that's what I would do. I have some kind of outboard routing to, from digital to analog and back. That would, that would be what I would buy. All right. Nice. All right. That's my new answer. <laughs> Final answer. That's my final answer. Final answer. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's where I'm at with it. Cool. Gotcha. <laughs> just curious. What about you? What about you? Um, don't judge me. I, I love a duality. <laughs> oh. It's a cell duality. Yeah. That'd be great. No judgment. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> if the room, actually maybe have the enough room for some. Need that first, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, be for sure. But, but yeah, it's fun to dream, though. Yeah, speaking of which, like your space, is it is it pretty compact with your kit in there? Do you have some some room around it, and how do you keep it under control as far as for recording and getting clean recording? Yeah, I it's a it's a decent size. I mean, it's not like a big massive like a library cathedral or anything, but it's, it's like a 10 by 10. It's not small, but it's not like big either. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I have. It's bigger than most stages the band I work with plays on. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> oh, man. That's true. Man. You know, they say that's why Mick Jagger learned to dance like that from, from being the front man on small <laughs> stages where he had no room to move. That's funny. <laughs> we should ask him that. That You should have him on, too. Yeah, we'll get Mick Jagger on next yeah. week. <laughs> exactly. Like, what's the standard size of a, of a uh, semi-trailer? <laughs> Because <laughs> we play on those often. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think those are what, like eight feet? So the drummer, you can't walk in front of the drummer, you know, because. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. Like the bass drums, like, but yeah. right up to the other wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much in line with the with the PA mains. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was kind of how my kit, I kind of jerry-rigged it, like, when I was still at home before I expanded it. Uh, I was, it was squeezed in between my bed and my couch and the window. So I kind of had to crawl over the hi-hat mm. on my bed to get to the window. But it works, you know. And then um, I definitely have more room where I'm at right now, for sure. But, um, but yeah, I, I have my, my wife's keyboard in here, too. So, um, so she plays as well. So, so well, we, cool. we kind of squeeze both instruments in here. But well, I, I was like thinking the door. <laughs> I was thinking ten by ten sounds small, but then I remembered that my bedroom in college was ten by ten, and I had my bed, my desk, and my drum kit in there. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I would sometimes sit on the bed and play the drums. Oh, okay, you, you play drums too? I didn't uh, yeah, know that. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, oh, nice. I, I I ended up giving my drum kit away to a, a high school kid who needed it more than I did. But gotcha. Um, yeah, I came up playing drums there for a while. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got. I got enough space to move around, to walk around it and stuff, which is nice. So it's not totally crammed. We could like squeeze pre-COVID and probably right. afterwards here. We could squeeze like other than myself, maybe like two, two other people in here at once. So <laughs> Standing up against the wall. Yeah, exactly. Actually. <laughs> so as you may know, Matt and I are kind of like <laughs> microphone geeks, you know, uh-huh. and which isn't even, you know, another wish list. <laughs> sure. For sure. So we'd like to know about microphones. What are you tracking? What kind of microphones are are you using on your kit? I was going to ask that. (laughs) I know you were. I wanted to do it. (laughs) I was waiting. You should do it. Oh my gosh. You got to jump the gun real quick before that. We trade. We trade. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) We don't plan this though. Oh, you don't? No. (laughs) Nope. Just like spitballing. Sometimes that's pretty much. Pretty much. But we often have the same questions in mind, which is funny. Whoever gets to it first. Oh, nice. First question was going to be what kind of kit. Next question was going to be what kind of microphones. But go oh, ahead. Nice. Um, I, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll answer the the kit and the microphones. I still have my um, Yamaha Stage Custom that actually my dad bought me back in '99. Mm. <laughs> um, and this this kit means the world to me now because my dad bought it for me and he passed away in '09, oh. so he's no longer here. But um, I still use it. And honestly, I mean, it's not the most expensive kit, but it sounds and mixes and tracks pretty dang good. So oh, that's important. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I try to have, you know, good drum heads and keep things tuned really well too, which also go a long way. But, Even more important. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So maintenance is important, but, but yeah, so I actually just replaced all my heads to a big head change yesterday. So. Nice to have nice, fresh, clean heads on it now. Nice. 
Um, so, so, so yeah, it's a, it's a Yamaha. I love Yamaha. Uh, I have a maple snare drum that I use as well as a steel. Uh, and my original snare drum, 14 by five and a half, I use as like a secondary a nice. side snare. Um, so, so as, as far as mics go, the, the standard 57s on the top and bottom main snare and the top uh, side snare. Uh, got the Sennheiser E604 cool. uh, set of three clipped to my rack toms and a 421s for my two floor toms. Nice. I uh, got a SM81 for my hi hat and a pair of KSM32s for overheads. Which um, I I pull them double and triple duties for overheads and vocals and guitars and acoustic instruments. So sure. So I like to. I like know, versatile mics. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it costs maybe a little bit more up front, but then having a good set you could use multiple ways, I think, is more efficient and a little better that way. I think for me anyway. So, um, so yeah, I got those there and I. I had an Onyx D6 for my kick drum, and I also just added, literally, like yesterday, it came in from Sweetwater. <laughs> I love Sweetwater. <laughs> um, Kendi. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> added a um, uh, Shure Beta 91. Oh, yeah. So I'm oh, double nice. miking my kick drum now. So, oh, my goodness, what a difference. Wish I did it a while ago. Sure, make nice mics. Yeah, seriously. And Sennheiser, those are two of my favorite brands. Yeah, so all in all, so that kind of just feeds the snakes and feeds into my system, and it works. <laughs> so, all right, no judgment question. Uh-huh. Zildjian or Pasty? Uh, Sabian. So basically, Sabian. Zildjian. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> basically, same family as Zildjian, I guess, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I had them. I met the, what is it, Avidus Zildjian. Did you? I did. Uh, I used to hang out with drummer friends and uh, go to PASIC events and got to meet a lot of cool hmm. drummers. But uh, then all the vendors were there too. And yeah, and the, the Zildjian brothers were both there. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that was at a, at a after day one party that they were having. It was a lot of fun. Those guys are crazy. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's cool. I saw cool. them on TV once. No. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. If you but ever yes. see the video, there's a video on YouTube of how, how they make symbols. It's just fascinating. It's like big glob of metal. It's like, and how do they end up? They oh, yeah. stamp it and then they, do, oh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. It's like making so you sent, me some, you sent me some music. We've got, we mentioned it earlier called lifetime mm-hmm. and this is one of your re- of your recording projects is that correct yeah that, that was actually one one of my um first ones i did one okay so says uh hmm? i have your permission to play a little bit of it but i thought you could tell us a little bit about it before we get into it yeah it's one, one of our um our sweet friends she she reached out to me and she is she's a singer actress uh director and she wrote it and um, she she wanted to include it in like this uh, season finale of her, the web series that she wrote and nice. created. So so we kind of just tracked it and recorded it for that. So that was one. I guess of Allison projects. gets links in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <And before laughs> Betty and Allison. Yep. 
So the lifetime is is for for, for Lady Betty, and um, along the watchtower is Allison's. Okay, so I have a uh, good time to play an excerpt from Lifetime. I've got about yeah. a minute thirty excerpt queued up yeah. here. If that yeah. would be okay. Cool. Yeah, sure. The first part is is really like a chill, very very uh, chill melody, very swing. Then it kind of build. You think the song is going to end, then it builds up into this build into this second last part so okay yeah i'm I'm at the last part the last uh, minute and 30 seconds here so i'll go ahead and Mm -hmm. play that only one of the few songs that i actually mixed the full session for too so don't judge too heavily (laughs) (laughs) so we're kind of winding down here um Mm -hmm. i want to make sure we cover where people can find you and how people can inquire into um your drum tracking services yeah they could uh reach out to me on the website www.risingmoonmusic.com um you can just send me a uh, service request from there, or you, you can call me. Um, I have the phone number on the website, or just email at risingmoonmusicrecording at gmail.com. And you're also on, I know you're on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, they're all at Rising Moon Audio. So they're all the right same on. thing. Yep. So great to talk to you, Tony. Yeah, Likewise, Tony. you guys too. Hey, thanks so much again for. One, having me on and also just being so kind and generous and allowing me to just join in on your community and your chats. I've had such a oh, you fun, are so welcome time, to be there. So appreciate we love it. having you. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, thanks again. We had uh, had fun on this show and glad that you joined us. Yeah, thanks. And uh, subscribe, tell a friend, share, like, and leave a review. And have a great week. <laughs> All right. Cheers. <laughs> see you cheers, guys. Everybody. See everybody. See you guys. All right. See you later. All right. Well, we got a couple minutes left. Yeah. Well, less than that. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks Mine so says much. 38, 23. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> folks want 
drum tracks and dad jokes. Tell them to hit me <laughs> up. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm impressed with your professionalism uh, of your your copy and stuff. I, I oh, wish I'd you. mentioned that a little sooner, but oh no, no worries. Um, thank you. So yeah, I got a YouTube channel too. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Oh, Whoops. <laughs> we'll put that link in the in the description. Yeah. So I'm always wanting to learn. I'm no pro, so I'm always I'm a lifelong learner, wanting to learn more. So Same. if sure. um love any your feedbacks when you have time, of course, I'd love to send you something. If Absolutely. you have time, you know, like a yeah non-biased ear, you know, feel free to tell me the truth. I won't be hurt. <laughs> yeah, shoot me stuff anytime. Awesome. So, so yeah, thanks again. This is so much fun. I didn't know what to expect, but <laughs> right. this is cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy. Huh? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. We're yeah, pretty so easy going. Way better than job interviews, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, All right. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I guess it's about to cut off. So, yep. um, yeah, good to talk to you. All right, guys, nice. See you on evening. Twitter. Likewise. Right, cheers. You, you too. Take care. Happy Wednesday. Happy right. Wednesday. See you online. All right. <laughs> All right. Later. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating.